Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Pardon My Clarity podcast. I'm your host, John Maskey, uh, coming to you live from the studio again, the living room set up, trying to figure out the camera angles, um, get a little bit better equipment. So bear with us as we begin to evolve this thing and shape it into something that works. Um, so glad you're tuning in. Um, I'm going to touch on a topic today that is kind of been rattling around in my brain and my heart for a couple weeks. And I really wanted to take an opportunity to thank all of you guys for um, listening and tuning in. It's a, it's a passion project of mine. And if anything, just to be completely candid with you, um, me and my wife talked about this. This is kind of something where even if nobody listens to this, right? If nobody's watching this um, in 20 years, at least my kids will have a running video log of their crazy father spewing his biblical musings onto the internet. And so at least they'll have a, they'll have a log there. I've also got to let you know about this fantastic cup that I got for father's day, courtesy of my oldest son, Russell. He is eight years old and he is an artist. As you can tell, um, says daddy and me on one side. And then we've got, I think that's Spider-Man. And then I think that's supposed to be me with the whitest arms, um, in the history of the world. So thank you, Russell. That's, that's, uh, accurate in body proportion and color. Well done. Um, so one day if you're watching this son, I hope you, I hope you're very embarrassed by that. So, but I love the gift. Totally love it. Um, today's episode, um, I'm wanting to talk about something that is really a, it's in the background of a lot of biblical discussion and ideology going on in the world today. And it's kind of a, a right behind the scenes topic that no one's really talking about. Um, and I think we all have our opinions on this. And so I want to be, I want to be careful in how I word it because I believe this, this ideology, that I think a lot of us have, again, it's right in the background of our mind, no matter what topic we're talking about, we have this ideology behind it, and that is disagreement and agreement, learning to agree to disagree. Somewhere along the line in our society, we lost respect for our ideological opponent. I'm not sure where it happened. Um, I'm sure if we did a deep dive and study into it, I'm sure there are psychologists out there that have done these studies or historians. Somewhere along the way, in recent history, Christians have picked up this you're either all for me or you're against me mentality when it comes to our beliefs and opinions. I don't know that that's an entirely biblical approach. And so we're going to talk about it a little bit today. Here is where I stand on it, and it's rather simple, and I believe that if, if, if we're able to adopt this mindset, it will change the way we interact with people who do not agree with us. Number one, and just a couple, and in no, in no particular order, firstly, I do not hate those who disagree with me. Disagreement does not equal hate. I can disagree with you and not be your enemy. Secondly would be, I can agree with you and not be 
completely in agreement with everything about you. I can agree with you on certain t subjects without agreeing with you on everything. Lastly, I can agree to disagree and, and maintain a relationship with you. I want to be careful in the way I, I word this because it's a very delicate subject. And again, I believe that what I just described, that ideology of if you disagree with me, you hate me. If you agree with me, you love me. We've con we, we've mixed those together. We, we've 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 interweaved disagreement and hate, and then we've also interwoven love and agreement. These are two separate topics, right? I think to agree with someone in one area, there has to be permission between two parties, between two people who agree on one thing. There has to be a mutual understanding that whether you agree or disagree with that person, when you sit down or when you have the discussion about the topic, whatever it is, there has to be a mutual respect and understanding for the person sitting across from you or the person behind the screen or the church across the street. I believe where Christians get it muddled, and I'm not talking about any specific denomination here, I believe that Christians across all denominations struggle with this. I believe that Somehow we have taken the approach, and maybe it comes from a place of, I feel like I'm correct in all areas of Scripture, and so starting with that, which which would be pride, right? That would be pride, to say that I'm right about everything. You're not right about everything. And I look at myself in my own reflection in the computer and say, John, you're not right about everything. You're not. You're wrong about some stuff, and you may not know it. But you have to have room in the discussion to allow yourself to be wrong. And then to understand where you're wrong and correct it without taking personal offense. I understand that's easier said than done. Let me give a random illustration. Blue elephants. I believe, let's say, for example, I believe elephants are blue. You believe elephants are green. We have to decide if this is an issue worth severing a friendship over, if we are already friends. We have to decide, can we agree to disagree? We might engage in passionate, heated discussion on this. Right? And we may still... Neither one convinced the other. You can't convince me that an elephant's green. And as hard as I might try, I can't convince you that an elephant is blue. But at the end of the day, we should be able to leave the conversation on the table, walk away, and maintain, and maintain a relationship. There should still be a relationship at the end of the discussion. If the relationship is predicated on the discussion, for me, if I come to the table to talk about elephant colors with you, and 
the future of our relationship in my mind depends on whether or not you agree with me. I'm coming to the table with the wrong mindset, the wrong heart, and I'm coming to the table with pride because I don't know everything. Now, what gets even trickier is if I understand, if I know for a fact that elephants are blue, and I know for a fact that elephants are not green and that you are wrong, and as misguided or as or as confused or as misinformed as I think you are, I must be able to disagree with you and walk away from the conversation and maintain a relationship. You may have heard the phrase, won the battle but lost the war. Win an argument, lose a relationship. Win an argument, lose a friend. It's never worth it. Now, there are some very, very heavy topics, some very biblical topics that we will explore in this podcast and that are being explored already in Christendom across the world, right? It's June, last couple days of June. It's Pride Month here in the U.S. and in many uh, countries in the world. LGBTQ plus people are celebrating their sexuality this month. And while there are people in the world who don't care one way or the other, it is a very, very divisive topic, right? Just to use it as an illustration. Unfortunately for people on both sides of the let's say the aisle, people that are pro and people that are anti or people that are for this or against this, right? There must be, there must be a mutual respect for human life. There must be. There must be a mutual respect for the person across the aisle who disagrees with me. There must be a mutual respect for the Christian brothers and sisters who are on the other side of the aisle on the topic from me. I must have respect. I must have respect. I must operate with Christian charity. When it comes to Bible versions... There's lots of sides, but in the independent Baptist movement, there are people, most of the most, most independent Baptists are King James only. And they would put most other versions, if not all other versions of all other languages on the other side of the aisle. Some, I understand there are variations of that topic, and I, I acknowledge that. But just for the sake of illustration, right? Let's say King James only not King James only. We'll just divide those into two separate camps, right? If you have a mindset already, when you come to the table, that you are right about everything, whether you're on this side of the aisle or this side, 
I know everything there is to know about Bible translation. And I know that the King James only people are wrong. You struggle with pride. You are coming to the table to impose your will and not to maintain a relationship. On the same hand, somebody on this side can come to the table and say, I know I'm King James only. I know what's right. I know everything there is to know, and there is no room for anybody else over here to coexist with me. And so I am right and everyone else is wrong. That is also pride. And you have come to the table to be divisive. Doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on in that argument. If your spiritual mentality and your mind is, I am greater than this person and I'm going to impose my will and I am going to convince them or I'm going to break fellowship with them. Because if we cannot agree, then we cannot have a relationship. That attitude, that mindset is pride. And I have been guilty of it. By the way, I've been on both sides of that aisle. And I've been guilty of both. I've been guilty of pride on both sides of that aisle. There are top tier issues where we cannot compromise. And I understand that this topic is one that is top tier for many people, including people on both sides of the aisle, right? Women's dress, to give another example, is another one. Dress code, modesty, what does that mean? What does that look like? Alcohol, is it a sin even to look at it? Is it a sin to drink it? Is it not a sin? Two different viewpoints. The Lord's Supper, is it for believers of a congregation only, closed communion, or open? Cessationism, continuationism. Did the gifts of the Spirit cease at the canon of Scripture's closing? The gifts are for today. There are heated biblical topics of today. There are two genders. No, there are more than two genders. Doesn't matter the conversation. I'm going to be honest with you. It doesn't matter the conversation. It doesn't matter the topic. How you conduct yourself how I conduct myself in the conversation is most important. The attitude with which you present truth matters. It does matter. It always matters. How you talk to people always matters. Ugh. Yeah, I've been guilty of that. I've been guilty of talking to people wrong, even in recent times. In my haste to reveal and unveil truth to those who I believe are blinded to the truth, I've scalded some people. I've hurt people with my pride. And it's not worth it. Now, that doesn't mean the topics are not worth discussing, because they are. And maybe the person that you want to discuss the topic with 
is not ready to have that conversation because they're not where you are outside of the conversation. And what I mean is before you sit down at the table of the green versus blue elephant, and again, that's the example for whatever topic, right? Before you sit down at the table for that conversation, if you understand that you are ready to walk away at the end of the conversation and still be friends, but the person across from you is not, you will either agree with them or they will they will break the relationship. Probably best to not have that conversation. Right? It's probably best not to engage with somebody who is not ready to have the conversation. You know, this has been a an area of patience training for me. Um, I am a very passionate person, and when I when I fixate on a topic or a line of truth, I I go hard in the paint, so to speak. I go after it, and I like to I like to learn it. I like to wrap my mental tendrils around it and 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 understand it and grasp it and then share it right i want to proclaim that and while certainly i mean i have a platform for that as small as it is all five of you right there is a part of me that understands no matter where i land i'm 32 years old today i was in a house talking to a man who turned 90 this year, 90. That man is nearly 60 years older than me. That means in 1990, he was 58, <laughs> right? I think I did the math right there. I don't know. I'm homeschooled. Y'all pray for me. <laughs> that man has lived a full life two times over before I was ever born. He lived two of my lifetimes before I was even born. And since I, he's lived three times as long as me, essentially. He's picking his brain. He's a former Marine fought in the Korean war. Sweet man with his wife. They've been married 66 years, 66 years. Beautiful couple, and um, they're both very spry, and they live by themselves still, and they have many children and many, many more grandchildren, and we're talking about life. And um, it became very clear to me. It just it hit me after we left the house. I'm very, very young, but also... My experiences in life compared to this man's are uniquely different. They're unique. And while he can look at me and say, I'm three times as old as you, buddy. What do you know? I know more. I've forgotten more than you'll ever know. That could be his mindset. My mindset could be, uh, you're, you're old. You're not relevant to today. You don't understand the complexity of raising children in 2020. Uh, in the 2020s and, and and understanding how society works now, you, you're, you're, you're detached, you're irrelevant. I could have that mentality. Or with our completely unique lives, 
one vastly different from the other and vastly longer than the other, we could interact with an understanding that the other person may not be where I am at and that I may not be where I'm at in 10 years, right? That's what growth is. That's not compromise. To say, to admit that I don't know everything right now about the Word of God, about the Bible. That is not compromise. That is to acknowledge that I am learning and that I will continue to learn and grow as I get older. That's the attitude we have to have. We have to have that attitude. Especially when, especially when we're talking about spiritual topics, because we don't know. We don't know everything. The Word of God is so vast and powerful. You could, you could take one chapter or one verse and read it every day the rest of your life, and you would get something fresh out of it. Time and time again, it would be, it has the opportunity to be fresh to you. Not that it, you will you will get a new truth every single time you look at the Word of God. You won't, depending on where you're at. If you're just reading it to read it and you're not going in with the right attitude, I, un I understand all of that. But what I'm saying is, you never go to that chapter, even though you've read it a million times. You never go to that chapter having exhausted all of the truth that the Holy Spirit can reveal to you through it. Never. And so for that reason, there is constant opportunity to learn. And that being said, there are many biblical topics that we will discuss and flesh out and we will dissect and we will look at it from a biblical lens, from a historical perspective. You know, where and what, who, what, why, when, where, right? Who's saying it? Why are they saying it? Where are they saying it? Who are they saying it to? How does it apply to me? Does it apply to me? Is it descriptive or prescriptive? Is it something that is being described for my understanding? Or is it something that is prescribed for my action? We'll get to that later. I'm excited. Um, but I understand in my excitement and my finite mind, I do not understand everything. And... I also understand that the person who I'm speaking to does not understand everything, even though they may think they do, and that they are also growing, and that there needs to be room for forgiveness and grace, and there needs to be room for growth. And I acknowledge that starting with me. I acknowledge that. You, can, you cannot grow if you you if you refuse to accept the reality that you do not know everything about green and blue elephants right whatever the topic is doesn't matter the topic then you can be passionate about it there's nothing wrong with passion there is nothing wrong with being adamant and passionate about a truth that you've got a hold of and I'm also not saying that truth can change over time. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying my understanding can change over time. There are truths that I know to be self-evident in Scripture. The deity of Christ. The virgin birth. Blood atonement. 
redemption, forgiveness, grace. There are so many truths in the Bible that are cut and dry. And we'll talk about those. But I'd like to focus on the ones that aren't so cut and dry so that we can add some clarity based on scriptural clarity, not my clarity. It's not my clarity. Remember, I'm a PVC pipe. That's all I want to be. I want the Lord to flow through me like a microphone. Let his voice be projected through my life. And sometimes the microphone connection is a little fuzzy and dirty and it needs readjusted or cleaned. Maybe that's a poor illustration. I'm like a PVC pipe. Sometimes I get dirty. And uh, I need cleaned out. And the Lord cleans me out so that he can flow through me again. And he doesn't flow through me as well when I'm dirty. And I need cleaned. I understand that. And I, I understand his mercy and forgiveness in this season of life better than I ever have. The last two and a half years, the Lord has has revealed himself to me in a marvelous way, and it has humbled me. I don't have some special revelation from God that nobody else has. I want to know my father better. I want to know my Abba better. And I've pursued him. And in my pursuit, I have, he has wonderfully revealed parts of himself to me that I just didn't see before. And it's not that nobody else can see those parts of him, but I never understood them before. And I'm beginning to understand them now. And it is wonderful. It truly is. And so that is the attitude that I bring to this podcast moving forward. And I hope that you can bring the same attitude and that you and I can sit down and have a conversation about fill in the blank, whatever it is, purple and or blue and green elephants, right? Whatever it is, doesn't matter. And at the end of the conversation, and by the way, we'll have some guests like this too. I'm going to sit down with guests that think that elephants are blue and I think elephants are green. And at the end of the conversation, we'll still hold to our beliefs. But we will still be friends. I want to dialogue with people who think different than me to give me a well-rounded understanding of a topic. And I would be so grateful for those who would join me on this journey and in your own journey. And please, the next time you have a controversial discussion with a family member or a loved one or a best friend or maybe a casual friend. Remember not to destroy a relationship to win a conversation or to win an argument. I guess that's the difference between conversation and argument, right? An argument is I'm waiting for you to stop talking so that I can talk. I'm just, uh, or I'm attacking what you're saying. When I speak, it's to attack what you just said. Or I'm defending myself against your attack. A conversation is a flow. We are verbally holding hands together and moving and swaying in conversation as we head in the same direction. Even if we're opposed to the same idea. We're having a conversation and we're learning together. A conversation is me listening to what you're saying. 
and allowing the conversation to move with the thoughts of the other person and my thoughts as well, right? Allowing there to be room for both. So let's have some conversations. <laughs> I'm excited. God bless y'all. Have a good night.